Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 386. This is our weekly DC TV news, or if you'd like to think of it this way, your DC TV news, because you're an integral part of this show. It's our so show. In fact, <laughs> no, it's their show, Jason. Uh, in fact, it's so integral to you, and you are so integral to it, that if you leave us a voicemail at... 205-259-6331. We will play it on the show. Yeah. We can make it kind of a bongo drum circle of shows. And, I don't know And that voices means. that go into the shows. I have not approved of whatever Jason is saying. Yeah, I can make it work. Seriously, we'd love to hear from you about anything that's related to DCTV. And apparently anything that's not, because we talk about plenty of things that aren't. But try to try to yeah, winnie it we, down. We, to, we try to relate it at least, but you know we we can't be counted on for that. All right. So, uh, like I said, this is DC TV news, and um, we're going to start off with sad news. But hopefully, we'll get over that soon. Hmm. Um, Powers Booth passed away on Sunday, and um, he was sixty-eight years old. It says natural causes. But they haven't actually said what was going on. He died in his sleep. They claim peacefully. But who knows? Yeah. Um. He was. I mean, ever we know him as Malik on on the Marvel movies, but he was also the voice of Gorilla Grodd in Red Tornado on Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and he was Lex Luthor in Brainiac uh, Attacks, the that weird Superman movie that was kind of TAS but not. <laughs> um. He was a good actor. And um, I don't know how he was as a person, but I assume he was a good man. And, uh, you know, guilty until proven innocent, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably inappropriate to say. I, I don't really know any scandals yeah. associated with him. I mean, you know. And he was good at playing a bad dude, though. So yeah. that was kind of cool. And that's cool. But that had a lot to do with his voice. Like his his voice was very... Um, oh, a fantastic voice. Yeah. He had a good voice. Um, fantastic voice gonna miss that voice as far as future products go because there's probably a lot of places I would like to have plugged that in mm-hmm. but you know good for him as far as I know he he went out in his sleep I mean come on if you had to pick like how do you want to go out that's one of the things so congratulations you know, of, of when I was younger I didn't think so like I was like no I want to see that shit coming but older now i'm like i want to see it coming i don't want to know no <laughs> just kind of want to not be there anymore <laughs> yeah well you know it's, it's uh i mean depending on your on your belief system is not just a you know you're not there anymore you know you don't want to feel it's a just, pain, I, you just you're, you're yeah just right drift right. away yeah right but um yeah you know i don't know um kind of came as a shock to me I enjoyed his uh, his role on Agents of Shield. He did a great job over there, and yeah. and the Avengers. He was barely in the Avengers, but he played the same character in Agents of Shield. He did a really great job. Yeah, um, liked his stuff on Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Um, I wish I could say more about Brainiac Attacks, but I kind of hated that entire thing. Yeah, it was a throwaway. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't Clancy Brown. And you know how how we get as fans, mm-hmm. we kind of get a little persnickety about that kind of thing. But anyway, moving on, he'll be missed as an actor. Yeah. And uh, so um, Sci-Fi has officially announced that Krypton has been ordered to series. It's going to debut during the 2017-2018 season. No word on the official time slot, start date, or number of episodes. I'm hoping 10. (laughs) 
Yeah, like no word for us either on how exactly we're going to cover it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we're going to do that. Like we have a bunch of stuff that's gotten a green light, and we don't have time to do all that. So we're tr- we're Jason and I basically whenever we talk to each other outside of the show, we're talking about how we're going to do this. Yeah, there there's a physical um, crunch where I I don't know how we can do everything that's out there. And I wish we could. I really do. Well, well, to be completely transparent, this show was not popular enough for us to quit our day jobs. Yeah. No, if it, if it was, and uh, by the way, if anyone has an idea how, uh, how to make it so, you, you do what you do. And so yeah. help me. I will, I will like quit my show, day job and, and, and make that happen. Yeah. Share it with your friends. And, you know, look, if we quit our day jobs, if we are able to do that, if the show gets popular enough that we can do that, our reviews will come out sooner. Yeah. Like, we'll be more on top of things. If this is our actual day job, that's what we're doing. But um, as it is, Jason and I work, I don't know about you, but uh, over 40 hours a week. Yeah. Uh, we, we work an average of 50 to 60 hours job. a week and then spend another... 20 to 25 on this podcast so we i spend about i spend about 40 hours a week on this podcast. that's actually true honestly. yeah um it's it's another full-time job for for dave uh it we we, we can't we we just can't do all of them yeah so, so we'll have to make some decisions coming up about like what we're going to cover what we're going to cover full-time yeah um, you know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Lucifer got a little shortchanged. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me either. <laughs> but, uh, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so the pilot for Krypton was written by David S. Goyer. Uh, you know, David S. Goyer from Dark Knight Trilogy. And, uh, Damien Kindler from Sleepy Hollow, which just got canceled. Yep. Um, <clears throat> So, uh, I don't have a lot of faith. Whatever. Goyer is going to executive produce. Kindler is producing a show running. Again, not a lot of faith. Sleepy Hollow, uh, it went downhill real quick. It, it had a lot of potential, too. It had about a season and a half of, uh, season and a half of, of genuine showmanship, and then it just got bizarre. It just got boring to me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Krypton is set two generations before Kal-El's appearance. It'll sit around his grandfather, Segel, or Segel, however they're saying it, and his quest to bring honor back to the House of El, which ultimately, you know... <laughs> uh, anyway, he'll also be working against the environmental problems that will eventually destroy Krypton. I have so little interest in this show. I wanted to... I, I, sure, I hope it'll be good, because I hope I'll enjoy it, but... Yeah, but I, I have to warn everyone who uh, appreciates the fact that we cover everything like week to week. This may not be one of those things we cover week to week. It might not be. It sounds so boring to me. It, it's I'm not super interested, and we're already <laughs> really busy. I I like <laughs> like I I hate to make it sound that uh, practical, but it really is yeah. like we. We spend so much time on what we already covered. I mean, yeah. just uh, that, like it, it's 
it's a lot of time that we devote to the to what we already do. So um, it, this may be one of those where we kind of cover it, and when it gets to like the half point, do a do a show, and then the end point, do a show. I don't, I'm not sure exactly. And yeah, and you know, not not for nothing, Sci-Fi Channel is not known for keeping things around. No, like they are real quick to just shut down a thing. Yes. Just cancel a thing with no ending. So they, they don't throw a lot of money at something when they actually start it. So like when if they lose three and a half million, they go, eh, screw it. Yeah, which is you yeah. make that back and in not even that. Two days next week on advertising. Fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. And they're looking to like change they're actually gonna do a rebranding, a massive rebranding in a few months anyway. So who knows what they're going to do? I don't know. I don't mm. even know who's in charge over there. Are they going to respell their name and, like um, they did the first time? Maybe they'll change it back to uh, to the proper spelling of sci-fi. Maybe they'll change it to speculative fiction. Ah, that would be great. <laughs> over to NBC, Powerless has officially Your been axed. Your new station, Speculative Fi. Yeah. yeah. After being abruptly pulled from the schedule... For several weeks, uh, the inevitable has happened. NBC has officially canceled Powerless. Uh, just, uh, what, what was it, nine episodes? They made it nine episodes in. Uh, three more episodes have have been produced, but it's unclear whether NBC will make those available at any point. DVD at best, probably. Yeah. That's where we are right now. If they choose to even release it, it might be like it a might be a legacy release, like a bundle package or something. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but Black Lightning is officially ordered. Uh, I am pretty sure we'll find a way to do this one full fledged. Yeah, that that's the one I have the most interest in, as far as like investment. Yeah. CW has officially ordered Black Lightning for a full season in the 2017-2018 roster. Uh, given its short pilot presentation, though, a lot of people are sure it will be part of the mid-season schedule, so it'll probably wind up being like a Legends of Tomorrow type of thing. No word yet on a premiere date or the exact number of episodes. Um, it's going to be showrun, as previously reported, by uh, Mara Braca Kiel and Salima Kiel with Berlanti and Sarah Schechter producing as well. Nefessa Williams, China Ann McLean, and Christine Adams will co-star with Cress Williams. And... Um, I'm interested. I want to see this thing. Yeah. Um, more than anything, I'm, I'm more than anything. I'm interested to see if it'll be part of the arrow universe, which I assume it will, because let's be honest, if it's on the CW, which it is, it's just a matter of time. Um, dude, the crossovers potential, like they're the crossovers from last year were like their biggest ratings. Yeah. The, that they've ever seen on the network. Yeah. So, they're totally going to bring the Black Lightning in, whether it be by multiverse or, you know, uh, just actually being a part of the Arrowverse or Supergirlverse. Maybe it's another Earth, what is it, 19, Earth 18, whatever it is. 19, Earth I think. 38. I don't, well, okay, no. HR is from Earth 19, yep. Supergirl's from eight, 38, I want to say. Earth 38, yeah. Whatever. He'll be around. They'll find a way. Um, <laughs> and they all have communicators now. They can get around. They'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, over to Gotham. Gotham has been renewed for season four, so you guys can cheer or moan or whatever you have to do. Side, but it in has general. been moved. 
<laughs> Sigh from relief or exasperation, whichever suits whichever you. Whichever one. Uh, the show will be moving, though, to the early slot on Thursdays. No word on how many episodes have been ordered. I feel like, and I might be wrong, but I feel like this is a precursor to a death knell. Oh, uh, some people were speculating that it would be moved to Friday. Yeah, Thursday is special. Like, I thought, you know, I did, I never even it never even occurred to me that it would be moved. But um, being moved to Thursdays, I feel like they're kind of going like, eh, we don't want to... If, if everyone knows if you move something to Friday, that's the death knell. For sure. Oh, no, the, the Friday is basically shooting a show in its face. Like, but taking it outside it is... in an alley... And and putting a gun to its head. That's what's Friday. That that's what Friday does. But yeah, uh, basically what they had to offer though was like um, it. The thing that's moving into to Monday's Fox slot is the Gifted, the Marvel show that looks, that has like a lot of a lot of backing right now. Yeah, and uh, if I'm being honest, I watched that trailer and it looked awful, except for Amy Acker. I I didn't think it looked awful. I just. I thought it looked awful. Marvel is doing a little bit of killing it right now as far as um, they're kind of unconnected shows. I mean, Legion is one of the best things I've watched in a while. That's great. But when I saw the trailer for Legion, I thought, that looks great. When I saw Cloak and Dagger, I thought, that looks great. When I saw The Gifted, I went, that looks like shit. <laughs> Amy at- with Amy Acker doing a really good job making that shit shine. Yeah. No, um, and she could. It, it it's but it, then I love Amy Acker. I don't think it'll like I don't think it'll reflect poorly on her in any way, but I, I, I think the show has some it's got some legs. And man, I mean, uh they're doing two things though. Um they're gonna move Gotham to Thursday, which isn't a death knell at all. Like Thursday is a perfectly legitimate spot. No. To, to I go said and it play. was a precursor to Death Now. Yeah. Like, you, you it's can like they're moving to Thursday. Thursdays to test it. I feel like they're moving it to Thursdays to test it. To see if it still has it its audience. And then when it doesn't, because look, when whenever you take a show, and I don't care what it is, yeah. whenever you take a show that's been on for three seasons in the same time slot and move it, you are trying to kill it. You are trying to take away its audience. You're trying to either kill it or make sure that it can't be killed. Yeah, and then, because by season four, it'll be at a certain point, syndication-wise, mm-hmm. and then it will get season five, but it will get season five on Friday night so that it gets the syndication package, and then they can kill yeah. it. Yeah, they can kill it with like 12 episodes and a bad cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's a legitimate thing that might happen. <sighs> Which I'm excited because Brooklyn Nine-Nine is renewed for a fifth season. Speaking of things that they're just renewing just to get the syndication package. <laughs> But I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's like the funniest show on TV. It's definitely the funniest that's, show on that's Fox. Not, that's not Rick and Morty. <laughs> Easily the funniest thing that like the major cable channels have right now. Yeah. Sort of Bob's Burgers, uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I've never been huge on Bob. I love H. John Benjamin, but I've never been huge on Bob's really Burgers. really do love Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I got- know you love it. And I understand why. I just It's not my thing. Uh, it's, it is funny. I do love H. John. Fair enough. But, um, I think it's all the rest of the cast that I don't like. <laughs> oh, the rest of the cast is good. It, you just, you gotta <laughs> dig in. Maybe. I, I, ha- I haven't given the show a fair crack, to be, to be honest. Mm. Um, I don't want to be unfair to Bob's Burgers. Um, 
Though I did love that Family Guy bit where they did the the cutaway where uh, Bob was in the um, the like World War One fighter plane with Peter, and he's like, "What what the hell am I doing here?" <laughs> they're like, "Oh come on, you 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 remember what happened the last time we let someone go on their own?" And then it was like showed Cleveland just like dovetailing and and crashing. <laughs> 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 that was good anyway um so did anyone notice an unfamiliar face when firefly came back i did not i didn't either I didn't this totally slipped by me uh but michelle ventimilla or ventimilla whatever you say it is no longer playing uh firefly the role has gone to camilla perez no news on why i didn't notice it kind of wish no one else had mentioned it because what I mean, who am I kidding? I don't care. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really care. But I, I just, yep, I, I didn't notice a damn thing. <laughs> Does that mean we're racist? I'm almost certain that doesn't. Okay, I, was, I got a little worried when I didn't notice. When like I started seeing the stuff, like I started seeing reports, I'm like, did I just see a, a Hispanic chick and just said, yeah? I, I'm her. pretty sure that just means I was like watching a sideline character and thinking about other things and. Never noticed that the sideline character had changed faces. Okay, because it actively worried me. <laughs> also, I I and I, I mentioned this before when we were uh, talking about Gotham. Her her scene where she actually kind of like throws lava in somebody's face is is so awesome. I, yeah. I was kind of rooting for, her, but it. Man, I'm I'm not that good at remembering somebody's face. I'm just not. Well, you know, I didn't find her that interesting of a character in the first place, so I just kind of didn't care. Yeah. I just, I just like the I guess the bit, you know? Yeah. That was a fun bit. It was a good bit. I, you know, but I did worry a little bit. You know, you try to keep yourself in check. You try. You want to make sure. Yeah. I've always got this, like, hall monitor standing over me. This hall monitor version of myself being like, why didn't you notice that she was a different actress? I don't know. Is it because no? I don't think so. <laughs> Absolutely, it's our duty as good citizens. Uh, over, uh, you have to try. <laughs> I'm at still least. a Gotham. Yeah, you have to try. You have to, you know, try to flog yourself into being a civilized human being. Right. Yeah. David Mazus was talking about his fight scenes. He said something I found very exciting this year is how many fights thing. Sorry, how many fight things. I've been getting to do. I feel like, especially toward the end of this season, every episode I had at least two or three fight sequences, and it's not going to stop until the end. So Bruce really gets out there. He really kicks some butt. His physical game and emotional and mental game really get trained, especially in the episodes we're nearing on now, and he becomes really a new person by the end of the season. Hell yes. Let's do this. I'm ready for the bat. Baby bat. Let's do this. I'm on board. Yep. My only comment is... uh Hell yes. Over to Lucifer. Lucifer is getting a new time slot. It's going to take over Gotham's old time slot as the early Monday show, and will have to compete with Supergirl while serving as the lead-in for Marvel's new show, The Gifted. That and I don't know if you guys remember. sounds bad for him. Oh, yeah. Lucifer's going down. But <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but um, I, I have previ- previously mentioned on the show that I saw the trailer for The Gifted, yeah. And uh, I didn't cop to it, except for Amy Acker, who's always gorgeous and wonderful. And uh, I might be Compelling. a little in love with her. <laughs> she was the voice of the Huntress on the Justice League show. Sure. 
Um, so, uh, and Fred on Angel. Don't worry, my girlfriend knows about it. She knows I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. She even tried to get me to watch one of, like, I think she tried to get me to watch uh, Person of Interest. She was like, Amy Acker's on it. I'm like, I don't care. That show looks awful. <laughs> I tried myself. I made it about one and a half episodes in. Went, oh, no, I can't do this. <laughs> so, um, this is only a rumor as of yet, but some people are reporting that the showrunners of Lucifer plan on killing a, a major character when season three gets started. Um, I'm guessing a Mina deal. Uh, or Maze. They've, eh, I think they need Maze. I think she's, she's funny. They need Maze. Um, she's funny and she's badass. Amina Dill used to be badass. They've kind of taken everything from Amina Dill and given him this jealousy yeah, complex I in the show. Feel like that's going to be so like can... a big moment where they return him. You know? You think? Yeah. Whereas Maze is like somebody they can put put down, and that's something that like will, I don't know. Um, Are we considering Mom a main character in the show? That'd be great, actually. Yeah, because I have no use for her. Really. Nope. She could go away. That'd be that. That'd just be fine. But even if it was Maze, that like it, you you put her down, and I don't know. I think it will electrify everything else that's happening in the show. Yeah, I mean, also Dan it could. Ooh, Dan. I want Dan around, and I never thought I'd say that, but he's really fun with Lucifer. He is really fun with Lucifer and with Maze, actually. But then again, he might be the. He might need to be actually. He might actually need to die. For Lucifer to take his rightful place beside Chloe, yeah. it's a tough, it's a tough thing to predict. It is. It's like you know trying to suss out so much mediocrity. Yep. <laughs> it's a rough game. Over to Supergirl. Over to Supergirl. Andrew Kreisberg appears to be really pumped about season two finale. He says there, there's multiple showdowns coming. There, are, these are some of our biggest episodes we've ever done. The finality, finality. Finale is probably the biggest episode we've ever done. We saved a bunch of money to pay for more visual effects and actually added another day to the schedule so we can make it as big as possible. And yet it also has multiple get your Kleenex scenes. We're really excited about it. We're all blown away. Say whatever you want about the finales. They're not boring. It really feels like the culmination of everything we've been doing all season long, all the different storylines, whether it's Superman and Cat and Cadmus and McGann. And Monel and Linda Carter and now Rhea or Rhea, it all comes together in one big two-part story. Down, let's do it. Hmm? <laughs> I keep seeing Rhea because the character is so bad to me that I just keep thinking more like diarrhea. No. <laughs> Negative counselor. <laughs> I counsel no one, sir. <laughs> So, uh, Kreisberg also talks about Zod's arrival. He says, it's a great moment. We needed a big, iconic Superman villain, and there really isn't anybody more iconic, at least in terms of a physical opponent for Superman than Zod. I think Doomsday would disagree with you, sir. Well, yeah. I mean, I... Zod never killed Superman. No, I, but he is up there, though. He's up there on the, the physical He's, scale. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, and Kreisberg also talked about, of uh, Superman and Cat Grant's arrivals. He says, I don't mean to be coy. I don't want to give away too much. But when, when they both show up, they're two of our more jarring, surprising moments. Well, not really. We know this happened. <laughs> so I don't want to say too much about how they come back. But the show is called Supergirl. Yes, you've mentioned. And every character there is to service Kara's story. Yes, you've mentioned. 
They both provide what they've always provided for Kara, which is, is advice and mentorship and support and love. Is what Kara is going to need in the finale, where she's forced to make several very difficult decisions. Perfect. Fine. I'm good with that. Over to Arrow, Wendy Miracle talks about the Arrow finale. When asked about the final Adrian Oliver showdown, she says there will absolutely be fisticuffs. In surprising ways. <laughs> Love, that. Love that reference. Yeah. In surprising ways, a lot of the battle will be done in ways that we've never done on the show before, which we're very excited about. But emotionally, Chase has been trying to prove to the world and to Oliver that he is not a hero. He's a killer. He's going to pull out one final big whammo at the end that is going to really leave Oliver reeling and raise a lot of questions. I think Oliver is going to come down on the right side of that question, but not without a lot of risk and a lot of of potential heartbreak. Will there be deaths? We might lose some people, she says. What about setting up the next season? She says, we're going to go out on a big cliffhanger, so that part is definitely going to be helping us galvanize the premiere because we're closing such a big chapter. I think there are going to be some really new and exciting questions. What we're really trying to do is set up a new dynamic for season six. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. That will speak in so many different ways on the ground level. We're going to be rethinking how we tell stories. Yes, please. Because the flashbacks aren't going to be what they were. We don't have to service that backstory in the same token. Sorry, in the same way we had to. So the way the show is written and broken is malleable at this point. By the same token, where all the characters uh, are is an opportunity to redefine and for everybody to look back, reflect, and then to start to look forward about where they want to go and where do they have the most impact in our lives. And the return of Black Siren, she comes back as part of Chase's plan. Chase knows exactly what he's doing, and he understands how unsettling seeing somebody that looks like Laurel Lance is going to be for the rest of the team. And from a writing perspective, it's just fun storytelling. Katie Cassidy does an amazing job as Black Siren, and seeing her take on Dinah, or her take on Lance, is going to be fun. I have to admit, Katie Cassidy does a better job as Black Siren than she ever did as Laurel Lance. I completely agree. And I say that because if you look back on Katie Cassidy's career, she's mostly played the mean, bitchy girl. Like, that's no, been I her mean, role. Uh, like, she, the foil she has for the been hero. Kind of a, like, a stable presence at times, but as Black Siren, I, I think she's found her calling. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm absolutely serious about that. That's the character. She, she plays the foil for the protagonist. And most of the stuff that she's done, yeah. like she's always that character, the like mean girl. Uh, so to bring her over as uh, uh, Laurel Lance as Black Canary on the show, always, you know, it always somewhat seemed that she couldn't quite muster those emotions. Held back a little unless bit. Unless she had, well, unless she had like the the character from, or the director from the flash <laughs> because she somehow like was great on the flash. Um, but I think also, you know, they never really knew what to do with her character on arrow. It felt like every few episodes, her apartment gets destroyed. Right. You know, she has to pop a pill or drink a thing. Yep. Yeah. Pop one and a half pills and drink half a thing. No, I know what you're saying, man. You were, you were just muffled as hell. I can't understand you. I'm sorry. I think that made sense. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, pop one and a half pills and drink half a thing. Yeah. So, um, Alexa Dogue talks Al Ghoul's sister showdown. Uh, she says there may or may not be a song or dance number. I'm uh, being completely facetious. Well, okay. Thank you. Yeah. 
What can they expect to have their minds blown? Doubt it. There's so much happening. I know it got leaked that Katrina and I are both in the episode that we sort of have a face-off, which we do, I can say that. So she's not really saying much of anything. She's being kind of facetious with us. Well, completely facetious, as she says. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what that's supposed to do for us. <laughs> but thanks. Thanks, Lexa. Yeah. Moving over to Injustice, they had a release trailer, Dark Side Details. Uh, people who didn't pre-order this, their copy of Injustice 2, uh, need not water, bleh, need not worry about never playing as Dark Side. Sources have concerned. What? Concerned? What? That's not even a word. Sources. <laughs> <laughs> Sources have confirmed with their review copies that he's on the normal menu as a DLC purchase. Uh, also, NetherRealms dropped one more trailer just before the midnight release, May 16th. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. I wish I had a TV or uh, an Xbox or anything that I could play this thing on. Honestly, it's it's I I played it on my phone. It's it's a cool trailer. And the most important thing is if you download the app, you can just play the story mode. Yeah, on your phone. Yeah, the story mode's fine. I can watch it on YouTube though. To be fair, and. Um, you know, the most fun thing about Injustice for me was, you know, when we would, when we would just hang out and play, um, the original Injustice when we lived together and, um, then sometimes Brandon would come over and we'd play. Yeah. That's what I want to do here. I just, you know, I don't know. I, I just wanted to know where the story went as far as like Injustice 2. That was, that was a big deal for me. (laughs) I can see that. So that's all we've got for this episode. That's all I've got anyway. Do you have anything nope. else? Cool. Uh, we are DC on screen. You can catch every episode at dconscreen.com. Uh, proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. GiantSizeTeamUp.com for all the awesome episodes of Booze and Phasers, Panel by Panel, Breaking the Panel, uh, Pokemon Go Podcast, so many, MCU Cast, all the stuff, all the things. And, um, you can find us on Twitter, DC on screen, Facebook, DC on screen, Instagram, DC on screen. Noticing a pattern? Cause that's where you can find us. Unless you're talking about Snapchat, David C. Robertson. It's a weird one. Um, that's an exception. Apparently people are finding me. People are finding me anyway. And, um, <laughs> I really honestly just did de- the, the Snapchat just to talk to my girlfriend, just to, just to send silly stuff to my girlfriend, but people are finding me. So it's, oh, that's fine. Bring it on. Hey, how you doing? Um, <laughs> um, and as a reminder, of course, you can leave us a voicemail and be part of the show. Call 205-259-6331. That's 205-259-6331. And uh, we'll, we'll drop your audio right here on the show and, uh, and we'll respond to it. I think that's everything. I think it's all. Oh, I, you know, Jason hasn't watched it yet, but I watched, um, Batman and Bill on on uh, Hulu and uh, sobbed appropriately and became angry appropriately at Bob Kane and his bullshit. Yep. And um, next, I might. I mean, that's not a spoiler. You haven't gotten to see it yet, but that's not a spoiler. You know how that story ends, kind of. I know they're just. Um, you know there are some surprises in there that I won't tell you about. Um, but aside from that, uh, fantastic, fantastic documentary. If you consider yourself a Batman fan, uh, even if you've read Bill the Boy Wonder, go check this thing out. It's pretty interesting. 
it goes more into um it goes more into Bill's family and um and the fight to get the credits and um you know you actually get the benefit of seeing the family talk about the stuff and and their relation to it and um it's a good flick it's a good documentary it's it's well worth the watch if you have ever enjoyed anything batman and um if you don't want to cry don't watch it because you're gonna probably cry (laughs) um so until next time guys we'll do be we'll be doing some more reviews and um you know talking as we normally do with words about things for better or worse that you may watch (laughs) i didn't know where i was going with that sentence i don't know why i started it um (laughs) until then guys keep some dc on your screen